1: So I had an interesting question today, Julie, from one of my coaching clients, mm-hmm. um, and the question was, is, do you and Julie, how do you guys get yourselves motivated and keep yourselves motivated to do the radio show every day? I mean, this coaching client's known us for a long time, knows that we basically, you know, are pretty darn busy, and yet on the radio, evidently his perception, and I appreciated his feedback, was that you and I are, you know, able to convey the information in an easily understood, actionable format, and he was wondering how we do that every single day. And my answer was, quite simply, that we love doing it. We have, I hate to use this word, but passion for doing it because the feedback Mm -hmm. that we get from all of them about the fact that we're helping them, you know, that's what motivates me. Do you have an an add to that answer? I'm assuming you do.
2: No, that was actually my first reaction to you saying that was, I mean, it's fun for us in a sense. Not, you know, some calls are more fun than others depending on the topic, you know, talking about the do not call list was a necessity, but maybe not the most fun call that we've done. It's very important. Uh, but I think, yeah, we have passion for it. We love getting feedback from you guys, the difference that it's making. So, yeah, I guess when you know you're helping people and you love doing that, it's it's not really that much like work for the most part. And I think that that should translate to them helping their clients because when you get – when you remove yourself out of the way and you just realize what you're doing – which is providing a service and doing a great job for your clients, and you know that doing that will make you more money with your real estate clients, it actually will get easier for you. So that's that was my thought.
1: <laughs> well, effective pivot, because that's actually what I wanted to share with them as well. And the other thing I, I'm hearing continuously, especially those who've been tuned into us, you know, um, quite literally for a while, is the fact that the idea that your mindset should be about the other person and that you're here to be of service. In other words, have your primary focus not be on yourself, not be on all the things that you know are ego-based fears, psychological fears, if you guys are wanting to hit up Google to understand a little bit about some of the things that are holding you back. Julie and I did a radio show on it. We also did an Inman News Features article on psychological fear versus real fear. It's kind of an interesting concept. You should research that yourself. But the gist of it is, is if you pivot your focus to be on the other person and asking yourself constantly, what can I do to be of service to you? What that automatically, almost magically does is remove the stress, remove the over self-valuation that all of us do, removes the question asking that we do of, you know, basically overanalyzation, removes all of the ego because in some strange way, and I certainly don't claim to understand it that when you are focused on being of service to the other person, in other words, when you're present in a conversation, when you're present when you're, you know, in the mode of helping somebody, your ego cannot coexist, you know, and that's right. what the radio show is. And that's what, frankly, all of our coaching calls are, very cathartic. You know, that's the wonderful thing about coaching from the coach's perspective. But when we're doing the coaching, we're on this radio show, Julie and I aren't focused on ourselves. I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking, you know what, <laughs> this is kind of – this is. This is absolutely true, and I'm sorry for not having shared it with you before. What I think about is I think, well, okay, so if this is a radio show that's being listened to by Tim and Julie back in their early 20s when they are first selling real estate. What is it that I would have wanted to have told you know, the Tim and Julie of 20-plus years ago to have helped them avoid some of the mistakes that we made, to help them uh, down the path of success quicker what that would have helped them essentially have um, you know, an easier way of it? And those are the thoughts that I have in the back of my mind. When I'm on a coaching call, what I think about is, okay, so this coaching client, you know, they're moving forward, we're helping them. But what motivates me to do um, consistently a really great job, and I know this is something all of our coaches feel as well, is we're not just focused on you guys on those calls. It's, you know, in a grander scale, we're thinking about your families. We're thinking about your kids. We're thinking about your clients. We're thinking about the fact that when we help you, you then were able to take that same inspiration and that education and put it into action and be of service to other people. Um, And another interesting uh, comment, Julia, I had recently, and I love this. Actually, I think we're going to copyright it. and uh, Mr. Producer, write this one down because I think we're going to maybe make this the tagline for the real estate show is um, this radio show, and I think our coaching in general, is where traditional training coaches leave off. So where they stop, we start. We obviously do a lot of training, sales skills, scripts, pre-listing packs, and all the rest of it. But really, at the end of the day, uh, that's all sort of—that's all great stuff. And our stuff is unique; it's copyrighted. You're not going to see it in any other place our pre-listing pack, our listing presentation, all that. But what, where we pick up as a coaching organization is where traditional training leaves off. Training by itself—do this, do that—you know—is not going to do it for nine t- people out of ten. They need to understand the mechanics, the emotions, and as we like to say, they need to kind of figure out how to clean out their own closet or clean, you know, move stuff around their own attic, in other words, their heads, so they can get beyond their own BS and actually start using the training at its highest level as it was intended. You know, that's so, you know, getting back to the coaching client that asked me about what's our inspiration, and our motivation for doing the radio show every day, and it was a compliment that he was giving me, you know, because he was using it as his motivation every morning, which I thought was pretty cool because I know thousands of you do that. You know, that's it, because we're focused on being of service to you. So we're not just saying that as a coaching client, make sure that's your primary focus, being of service to other people. We're living it. And I think that radiates with all, or resonates with all of you guys. Hopefully not radiates, <laughs> but resonates with all of you guys. <laughs> it
2: doesn't come to that. So
1: Julie, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, Julie, we have a fantastic uh, topic, a continuation of Moments of Truth that we we're having fun with on Friday. Um, before we mm-hmm. jump back in, any other thoughts or stories from your coaching schedule you'd like to share with these guys?
2: Yeah, I'm just so proud of these guys for implementing like crazy and taking action. And I think you're right that coaching picks up where training leaves off. And I often have people say, well, I did this program and they said, you got to do this, you got to do that. But they didn't tell me how to do it. And they didn't tell me how to get good at it. And I don't really understand it. So it's the difference between knowing that you, quote, should be doing something, implementing something versus having someone show you how to do it and hold you accountable to getting good at it and monetizing it. There's a big difference there. So I'm totally with you on that. And I'm just so proud of our students who get that and are running with it because they're on track to have their best quarter ever. And that's pretty exciting. So Julie,
1: let's let's translate that. Let's make a little coaching opportunity out of what you just said. So let's say, for example, um, you're right. So you joined a traditional coaching organization that's basically focused on training, which guys, guys by the way, is all of them. And they're going to, let's say, teach you to do something, the very, one of the very basic things that everyone should learn how to do, um, which everyone usually starts out trying to learn how to do. But it only seems that maybe 10 or 20 percent actually run with it and take it to the next level. And a lot of our coaching clients have become fabulously successful and are becoming fabulously wealthy off over the phone prospecting. Many people see over the phone prospecting as fingernails on the chalkboard. And if you're one of them, what we're about to share with you is um, hopefully going to change the way you think about it. So you've got to ask yourself why you're, you have the perception of, let's just be more specific, calling a for sale by owner. Why is it that you have that perception, you know, that negative perception? Why is it that you think the way you think? See, this is the coaching aspect of it. The training aspect would be, this is the script, you call 10, <laughs> ten FISBOs, and you should be able to set three appointments. You go on three appointments, you should be able to take one listing. That's training. And this is what you say, this is how you say it. But the psychology that's associated with making that effective is something totally different. Because if you are uh, nervous, anxious, if you have issues yourself with calling a for sale by owner, if you have all these mooring lines, um, if you will, about doing the actual work, you will not be effective at it. So, focusing on FISBOs, what are your beliefs about FISBOs? This is not the topic of today's call. This is just a for example. What are your, what are your mindset, what's your mindset about your average FISBO? And now you guys are going to start, for the most part, especially if you haven't been successful at them, uh, calling them, converting them into listings. You're probably thinking that they're sophisticated, going on websites, reading books they hate realtors, you know, and, you know they despise commission, they, all these other things, right? So you basically are assuming that these for sale by owners have, you know, almost hired a for sale by owner coach and they're learning exactly what to say to you guys, exactly how to say it and all the rest of it. So you have these big beliefs that are reinforced then by other agents. Oh, for sale by owners, they eat their young. For sale by owners are the worst things ever. For sale by owners are, you know, they never pay a commission. Oh, you've got to watch them. They're going to screw you. Oh, they'll steal your buyer. Oh, the da da, da 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 right? Isn't that what, generally speaking, the masses of agents think about FISBOs? Well, here's the flip side to it. We know, statistically, the most for sale by owners list with the realtor. We know, statistically, that most FISBOs are only FSBOing because they didn't know a realtor. They just didn't know somebody. And they have really no intent of selling it themselves. Um, and the Fizbo sign, all that really is, is a help wanted sign. It's just saying, hey, I didn't know any realtors, you know, anyone out there want to help me? Furthermore, when you use our, for example, our flexible fee commission structure, the commission issue is never an issue because you've resolved it ahead of time to the for sale by owner. By the way, we call them unrepresented seller satisfaction. So when you really look at like why training doesn't work and why uh, training uh, that's being coached does, it's simply for the fact that you're digging you're going beyond just the read this, do this, say that, and you're helping someone to understand the psychology of it and to you know really take it to the next level and once you get beyond that and you sprinkle in the concept of you being of service to others, that's when the world shifts that's when you start seeing opportunities in this industry as they truly are. Any thoughts Jules?
2: yeah, well, I mean that is the difference is working on the mindset that it takes to get you there, and sometimes that's like you said getting into your head and moving some stuff around to help you really understand that. And you know, I think there's a big difference between a hired trainer that's given a an outline to read to you at your office meeting versus someone who has actually as in you and I and all of our coaches made lots of money with something like Fisbo's expired for rent by owners new construction relocation you name it. There's a big difference, right, because it's like on the boots, uh, on the ground, boots on the ground is what I'm trying to say, um, experience versus, well, I heard that you can make some money with FISbos. There's a big difference. So, and you and I could go on about this, but I, I think that, you know, what we're talking about today with this moments of truth, this ties right into it. You know, there's a difference between go get some business cards made and what should actually be on your business cards. So that's my segue into moments of truth if you're ready.
1: No, it's perfect, too. So, guys, get ready to take notes. This is a pickup where we left it off. La- uh, picked, uh, left It off. What was it on Thursday, I think. I think we had a guest on Friday. I
2: think so. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So we're going to talk about moments of truth. And you know what? Um, a quick uh, shout out to our friends over at Mojo Cells for sponsoring today's radio show. One of the core absolute must-haves for anyone that's serious about becoming a listing agent is MojoCells.com. There really is no two ways about it. So if you're serious about becoming a listing agent, go over to mojocells.com and check out their, it's a, a dialer, but they also sell uh, sell you leads. So they'll sell you expired leads, which means, guys, think about this. Um, it's a dialer and you can literally, uh, it's web-based. There's no software to load. You just literally log into Mojo Cells and log into your account. And there's a button that says start and then the system starts dialing the phone numbers. They research the phone numbers for you. They research to find out whether the person had relisted. You know, all this normal stuff that you would have to do manually that takes forever to do, they'll have already done. Every morning you just hit your phone, hit the phones, you start calling the expireds. In some parts, like Houston, we have a lot of coaching clients down in Houston. You know, it's funny, CNBC today came out with an article that mirrored Um, Something we've been talking about now on the radio show, the fact that there are markets around the country that are going to start feeling very recession-y again, um, Houston being one of them, housing-wise, because of what's happening to oil prices. Other markets, too, are going to start suffering similar uh, issues. It's natural and normal for there to be little regional slowdowns, and that's going to be happening in part of Texas. Uh, But at the end of the day, in Houston, if you're an agent down there and you're not working the expires, you're missing probably one of the best opportunities of your life. So definitely mojocells.com. So, Julie, what point did we leave off on last week?
2: Uh, let's moments see, of what truth, point, we left. point number. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Moments of truth, point number. I believe we talked about one through five. We ended with your picture, and we were talking about your picture should yep. actually look like you. So that's where we stopped. Number six, related to your picture, these are moments of truth. These are things that people do a snap judgment on and decide if they're going to work with you or not. They decide if they're going to refer you or not. So, point number six: your actual appearance. Now, this is an interesting one that we have many examples of, the good, the bad, and sometimes even the ugly. But the uh, your appearance. <laughs> now, <laughs> my general rule of thumb was always this: dress one notch nicer than whoever you're in front of. And Tim, sometimes you use the example of uh, you know a lot of my orchestra clients that ended up being real estate people, real estate well, tell clients the story. who I knew from orchestra. But tell st- well, yeah. yeah, so using this principle, because people ask all the time what's appropriate business attire for real estate. And yes, it's a little market specific, but general rule of thumb for everyone, at least one notch nicer than who you're around. So I, in my other life, I'm a musician and I would go to orchestra rehearsals And I would always look like I had just come from a closing. Now, sometimes I had just come from a closing, but I always made sure on every rehearsal, regardless, I'm looking better than the people wearing jeans. I'm dressing a little bit up. I have my nails done. I have a nice purse, nice shoes on. I'm not going there in sweatpants. It's okay for everybody else to be that way. And most people were coming from work, so they look decent. But I'm still a notch above. Now, why did that create business for me? because people would say, Julie, you always look so nice. What is it you do again? Which opens the door for me to talk about real estate. And then they end up being my client. And once you're in with one group, as we know from our center of influence discussions and coaching, then you get lots of referrals from everybody they know. So one notch nicer. If that means that you're in a beach community and everybody runs around in flip-flops, okay, at least have nicer looking flip-flops. If not you know, wear some boat shoes. Do, do something, you know, wear a nice uh, polo shirt and some khakis. Be one step above, even if you're in a casual market. If you're selling in Manhattan, well, you better have your black wardrobe together. So be appropriate, but be one step nicer than whoever you're in front of. If that means that you're showing property on a Saturday afternoon and you'd love to be wearing shorts or jeans, think about what you're doing. You're trying to be very professional here. You're going to make a nice commission you you know if you want the respect that you all got that you all claim and you want people to respect your time and what you do, then dress the part. Don't lose a listing because you didn't look like somebody they wanted to list with. That's something that's really easy to fix.
1: Well, again, then when you go into the upper end markets, it, it really matters even more um, because. In the upper end markets it is a fashion show i mean when you go to a listing presentation Mm -hmm. it's like a little beauty contest that starts with your car and you you mean every little thing is essentially a lot of one-upsmanship that is how it is it's not you know if so if you're not going to take it seriously in other words if you're not choosing to be competitive then you don't have to worry about that but in the in real life if you want to win especially in a competitive environment, how you look matters. And, you know, Julie's too nice to say this, but, I mean, you know, you need to lose some weight probably or gain some weight. Get a haircut that doesn't look like it's from 1962. You know, think about these things. These things matter. People, whether you like it or not, you do it too. Make snap judgments about folks. So make sure the snap judgment they're making about you is the one you want them to. So along those lines, point number seven is your real estate sign. Um, So, A real estate sign, why does it matter? Obviously, when a prospective buyer, who also buys away, might be a prospective seller, is driving around neighborhoods, uh, or your sign goes up and next door neighbor is also thinking about selling, your sign is the thing that matters most, truthfully, as crazy as that is. And so, we coach all of you to, what? Get a sign that's legally as large as it can be for your community. Everyone's real estate signs have a tendency to be the same exact size. Why? Because the local sign company has that size as their standard, you know, turnout real estate sign. It doesn't mean that the local uh, zoning laws won't allow you to put a, a larger sign in the yard. So here's what you should do. Put the largest sign allowed by local zoning, have one phone number on it, we talked about that before, have a rider at the top that's uh, a 1-800-home-hotline.com sign writer that says for free 24-hour record info in this house, call you know whatever your 800 number is. Each of you get an, uh, your own 800 number. Um, that's all that should be on the sign. Now, you might want to put a URL at the bottom, but really it's not necessary because you want to direct all traffic to that 800 number, traffic as in phone calls when people are out in front of your sign. But also, remember your sign is large and in charge, so consider getting a, uh, a reflective sign. A reflective sign is just as it sounds like. When headlights hit the sign at night, it will reflect back like a stop sign. There's numerous companies now, I bet you there's even dozens of companies now that are selling reflective signs, the exact same technology, like I said, is a stop sign. This becomes, albeit not the best, but it becomes a unique selling proposition a USP when pitching to sellers because you can show them that, hey, guess what, when you list with me, not only is my sign larger, but it's also reflective. Why does that help you in selling your house? Because if a prospective buyer is driving up the street at night, because most folks, depending on you know, what time of year, are going to be driving home and it's going to be dark out, and their headlights hit that sign, they're going to be more likely to obviously notice it and, and, and probably even call it. Oh, and by the way, when they call it, they're going to call you a header number, and I'm going to call them right back. I know some of our coaching students are listening right now and they're saying, I've been doing that for years, Tim, and it's one of the most effective ways for me to not only double in my listings, but also peel out all the other prospective uh, potential sellers that are just essentially thinly disguised buyers, but also have houses to sell. So, Julie, the next point that we wrote down is number eight. Okay. Yes, I heard you laughing because you're thinking the same thing (laughs) I'm looking for.
2: Well, first, there was a whole lot of coaching in what you just said about the sign, You know, I don't know if they caught everything, use an 800 number, direct your calls to yourself, make sure it reflects. I was thinking about our farm and ranch people. There's a lot more farm and ranch going on right now. And Mm -hmm. one of the most most likely people to buy what you perceive to be your weird 20-acre property out in the middle of nowhere is the neighbors whose property abuts up to that land. So reflective real estate signs that are extra big are also great when you're out in the country because they're going to notice it versus just driving by in the dark. So, there's there was a whole lot that went on in that conversation that's why I chuckled but
1: well and if you relate- it, well so this is a good this is a good time to throw in a flagrant pitch if you guys need a free coaching call <laughs> go to free. Co- free good, good timing right free coaching calls for agents free coaching calls for agents.com. again if you guys want to speak directly with one of our coaches the coaching calls last these are the real deal coaching calls they last between 30 and 90 minutes just depending on how many questions you have about how to get your business going in the direction that it should be going Guys, if you are not already building tremendous momentum to have the best year of your careers, if you do not already feel like the, wor- the wind is absolutely at your back, do something about it now before it's too late. You are right on the edge of making it too late. That's the truth. What happens if you miss first quarter? Then you're just telling yourself, well, I'm going to bring all, you know, get my game together in, in the summer. Well, you mean when everyone else is planning on doing the same thing? You mean when every single competitor comes out of the woodwork and, you know, you essentially are going to have to fight 10 times harder? Now is the time for you guys to have your acts together. And if you're not feeling that momentum yet, it's a free coaching call. What easier decision can I, you know, offer you than that? So let us help you. Free coaching calls for agents.com. So, Julie, the next point was home brochures. Now, tell the story. Tell the story.
2: Well, first, I have to our them. Okay, so first, they're not flyers. Quit calling them flyers. They're home brochures. Flyers are what people use on the strip in Vegas trying to get you to go to their club. Okay? They're not flyers. They're home brochures or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so in the beginning to tell my story. I think this is the story that you were talking about. We didn't talk about it ahead of time. Uh, back before we had a real listing presentation and a real pre-listing package as we teach you guys, one of the things that we did was we had this this file folder and it was called Our Collection of the World's Worst Home Brochures. And these were great. These were back when you, you know, and some of these Kaiser markets where this still goes on. It's crazy. I remember one we had, these were other agents' flyers because, of course, we were showing off our beautiful, professionally done, professionally photographed home brochures that made their house look fantastic, even if it wasn't a fantastic house. So we had this collection that we would show what they got with the, quote, ordinary agent. So coaching moment, anybody who's not you, even if they're a supposed heavy hitter, is now referred to as the ordinary agent or the average agent. So what do you get with the average agent? Well, here's what their flyers look like. So there was one where it was like a Polaroid picture taped with scotch tape to a piece of copy paper run off on the Xerox machine with handwriting. Really? That's what you use to promote your listing? Seriously? We had another one where the only thing the agent could think to say about the house was, quote, on the bus line. Really, that just really makes me be dying to show it, right, Tim?
1: Well, I mean, the bottom line here is understand, guys, we are differentiating ourselves in listing presentations because we took the time to put together a really professional looking home brochure. And I got to tell you, uh, compared to the home brochures you guys can get online made for you, our home brochures themselves were terrible in retrospect. But back then, you guys have so many better
2: options now. There's no excuse. Yeah.
1: But it's a moment of truth. It's a moment that you can really stand tall. It's a moment that you can really excel. Now, home brochure doesn't just go in the home. Now, that's in itself something to consider. Putting a brochure box, make sure you put a brochure box on your uh, the variety where the, the lid stays down so it won't get rained in. But um, a brochure in the house, okay, what does it do? Obviously, it advertises the house, it promotes the house, it markets the house. But what we did is we took it to the next level. Now, again, you've got to put this in perspective. Not only would we give you a color home brochure, but this is before the Internet. Oh, God, I'm dating myself. But we would no. also give the sellers um, a stack of CDs with the uh, pictures of the house, Now, why did we do it that way? So when you went into one of our listings, you'd get a beautiful home brochure and then you'd also get a stack of CDs because a lot of the folks looking at some of our more expensive listings were relocating and typically it was one spouse that was going through and they would then be able to take the, you know, CD, load the pictures up on their computer and email them back to their, uh, you know, the trailing spouse. So that's the reason we did the CD. You can do something similar now online, again, so much easier and less laboriously than the way we had to do it. But the point of it was, is the home brochure not only was a great at promoting the subject listing, not only was a killer listing tool in itself, right, for the reasons that Julie's already stated, but also on the sign, how many of the neighbors... And other prospective buyers who had houses to sell. How many of those folks were calling us just because of our professional presentation? We knew that was one of the key critical moments of truth, and that made the difference in helping them decide to at least give us a shot at getting their home sold, or at least you know an opportunity to get you know be hired for the job of selling their home. See how one thing—it's not just one thing—a great sign. Um, a great home brochure, a great business card, how your phone's answered, what you look like when you get there, how you present, all of these things together are the reasons you do or don't become a successful listing agent versus just a mediocre agent versus what so many of you have decided to burden yourselves with, calling yourselves buyer's agents, and you just shy away from listings. What are you, nuts? Listings are the way to make money in this business. Always have been, always will be. Next point, Julie.
2: Okay. So the next point is number nine, your website. So Tim, how important is it that they have a functioning website and how fancy does it need to be?
1: All right. So depending on where your business is, if you're selling less than, let's say 20 houses, just use your broker's website and use the website that he gives you or she gives you. Um, And there are other free versions of websites. Beyond that, you should, and I, (laughs) this is the darn, this is the real straight honest truth. You can get a really phenomenal-looking website by going to Google, and this is the keywords, put in these keywords, WordPress Luxury Real Estate Broker Website, or you don't even need to use the word website. So WordPress Luxury bro- uh, Broker uh, Theme, those are the words. Theme is the last word, okay? And then you're going to be inundated with beautiful, done-for-you websites that usually cost less than 100 bucks. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. Go do the homework yourself. I know some of you are paying a thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty-five hundred dollars for websites, and you're thinking, "Oh, it's because I sell fifty houses. I need a great website." Yes, but you're paying a ridiculous amount of money for it. Now, it's not just a function of buying the theme. Then you have to have find find someone to put it together. But you go to a website like Fiverr.com, f-i-v-v-e-r.com, and you can find somebody typically for three or four hundred bucks. They can make that luxury real estate uh, WordPress broker theme, make it an actual live website. They can do all the, you know, work, making everything work, making everything look like it did in the, the sample you saw before you bought it. Not a big deal. All that stuff is pretty much standardized. Doesn't require, a, you know, a lot of skill nowadays doesn't require a lot of time, not super expensive. So, yes, your website does matter. No, it doesn't matter until you've actually, to use our analogy, gotten the plane thoroughly off the runway, almost to cruising altitude. You know, almost to cruising is when you start to think about a website. But even at that, if you're one of our coaching students, trust me when I tell you, you, we are not going to encourage you to spend hardly anything on the website because really, at the end of the day, all it is is another piece of material to reinforce your overall, um, I hate to use this word, but it is what it is, branding. So it's going to reinforce the, the look and feel of your website, the look and feel of your sign, the look and feel of your business card, the look and feel of every way that somebody comes in t- contact with you, your moments of truth, you guys getting this, all have to look and feel the same. The same fonts. Helvetica is the font we suggest. The same colors. Use the blue that you see everywhere, like the Facebook Like like Blue. So everything has to be very consistent. Now some of you guys are going to ask me about your social networking pages on your WordPress business page, and I'm sorry, your Facebook business page, and LinkedIn and all that. Yes, all consistent with the same colors, the same everything. Do not spend hardly any money on any of this stuff. Your logo does not matter that much, and anyone on Fiverr can create a logo for you for, I don't know, five bucks. I mean, it's not a big deal. So don't think that you have to have all this stuff in place before you go out and uh, list properties, because you absolutely, positively, do not. All right, the next point we wrote down was your blog. Now, you know, the fact is, is that you don't really need a blog now. Blogs were really popular a few years ago. We were big, friend, uh, big friends and advocates with the guys that started um, Active rain, But blogging, for the most part, has become passe. So you don't really even need to worry about that anymore. So if you want to have a blog, that's great. But don't have a blog unless you're planning on contributing to it on a regular basis. Writing at least one really well-written you know, article per uh, week or just don't bother doing it. And if you're going to do a blog, I would honestly suggest you just go over to ActiveRain because they've already got it set up so it's relatively straightforward. Um, and also the nice thing about ActiveRain is they got absolutely wonderful search engine optimization built into your blog. But it's not cheap. I mean, you got to pay for it. So I'd put a blog under strictly, you know, maybe you need it, maybe you don't. All right, so point number 11 is we talked about, again, your overall presence, uh, Facebook, Twitter, agent uh, sites, we talked about that. Point number 12, your ability to show up on time and early. Julie, you want to talk about that one? So the idea here is that you have to show up not on time. On time is late. You have to show up early because if you show up on time, what's going to happen is basically you're not really leaving a positive impression of yourself. If you show up a little bit early, five or ten minutes early, that's going to really make a big – they're going to remember that. Why? Because most other agents, as you know, are going to show up late. So make sure you show up At least on time, but ideally, you show up early. The next point we wrote down, which was point number 13, is your marketing. Does your message logo picture your font match? Again, this is a review of what we just talked about, but those things are really important, too. Some of you guys are going to need help understanding the concepts of what we're talking about because you've never had any real exposure uh, to this whole concept of the marketing concept, how to keep your brand consistent and all of that. No problem, just request a free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. What I don't want you to do is waste any money. Like, when you actually get around to doing all this stuff, it is nickel and dimes. It's certainly not thousands and thousands. And yet, because you guys are intimidated by this too often, you're finding yourselves in a position of spending thousands and thousands. One of the things our coaches do is when you get to the point where you're ready to start developing all that stuff, we basically guide you and do it for you. We know what things should cost. We're not going to let you guys get caught in some sort of ridiculous long-term contract for something that you know, basically should be almost free. The next point I wrote down for you, point number 14, is your car. Does your car represent you? Does it represent your market? You know, we can talk endlessly about that, especially since I love cars. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is that if you're driving a pickup truck in Beverly Hills, you are the Beverly, Beverly Hills hillbilly. Or if you're driving a really nice Bentley and you live in, you know, the hillbilly area, you're going to stick out. You got to blend you got to drive something that's like clothes that's just basically a half step above what everyone else drives how did we learn how important this was because after our first year in the real estate business when we sold over 100 houses this is you know in early 20s we rewarded ourselves with going out and buying a slightly used bmw now we were still selling in the same market where and you didn't see a lot of bmws there you know, it was mostly Toyotas, things like that, a normal price range market. And we started driving. It was not even a fancy BMW, you know. It was a nice BMW four-door M3, if you guys want to know. So we were driving this car. It didn't look, really look ostentatious. It was kind of blended. But we actually lost the listing because we drove that BMW into this particular uh, neighborhood where the guy was a for sale by owner. And, the, and basically, in his mind, this is exactly what he said to us, after we, uh, we left, he said he researched to find out how much the car was, and in his mind, he must have basically thought we wouldn't be a good fit for what he had for sale or that particular market. Now, it wasn't true, of course, but that was his perception, and obviously that perception made a difference because he ended up not listing with us. So you've got to really think that through. You know, again, some of you guys have this propensity to try to drive these cars that are way too fancy for your marketplace. And given the example I just gave you, you're going to alienate folks. Or the flip side to it is, if you're driving a car that's not appropriate in most marketplaces, people are going to make these snappy judgments about you. You see how this all goes back to the same point, guys? Um, Don't give people reasons to say no to you. If you're going out on a $3.5 million listing and you pull in the driveway and an old Camry, or even a new Camry for that matter, they're going to not assume that you're the agent for them versus the agent that shows up and say the nice Benz. Get it? It matters. Now, those of you who are not ready to sign up for an expensive car payment or write a check for one, don't do it. This is not that important of a point that you need to go and put yourself into a debt situation just because you're trying to impress people with the car you drive. So don't get overly wrapped up in any of these points. You have to take these points, and you have to put them all in your head and apply them as you start to earn more money. Now, as many of our private coaching clients – If you're already at the top of your career and you're already doing exceedingly well, this is your opportunity to go back in and actually upgrade everything. Use this new real estate recovery as uh, your excuse to go and upgrade everything. Your appearance, your car, your website, your logo, your design. Upgrade everything because that gets your juices flowing. You all of a sudden find yourself being excited. All right, guys, so that was our list of moments of truth. And hopefully you understand that, frankly, we could talk about these forever because there's so many other little things that you could thrown here as moments of truth but the bottom line what matters most is remember because we are not in the business we don't have like a retail store right people are not walking into our retail store and looking at our products like you would in a normal retail setting Your retail store, if you had one, would have to have a really nice looking storefront. It'd have to be really clean. Your personnel there would have to be really professional. Can I help you? Yes, no, maybe so. You'd have to have really nice everything, right? That's your store. The inventory would have to be perfect. Everything would have, okay, you don't have that because you're in the real estate business. So you become that. Your sign becomes that. Your car becomes that. Your website, your everything becomes those moments of truth, how people decide if they're going to do business with you or not. Some of you are wondering, why am I not getting folks reaching out to me after I've been working in this market for as long as I have? And it's because your moments of truth need seriously upgraded. You're presenting yourself in such a way to the marketplace that people would want to do business with you, but when they go to your website or they get your business card or, you know, they meet you or whatever, something is falling short of their expectations. And subconsciously almost, they're making a decision, well, you know, he must not be or she must not be serious or that they're nice and everything, but it's not quite the caliber of the agent that I'm looking for. It's because that agent has fallen down at some point in understanding the importance of moments of truth. So here's your moment of truth. Share this radio show with as many other agents as you can. Help us get the word out that we're at the very beginning stages of what's going to be a 10-year real estate recovery, the best real estate market of our lifetimes. And I know a lot of you are already experiencing that. So if there's anything we can ever be doing to help you, what do you do? Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and let us know what we can be doing to help you. It is absolutely our pleasure dare I say, our passion to do so. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow, and tomorrow's going to be fun because we're interviewing one of our coaches, a top producer from Atlanta named Eric Reed. So make sure you listen in, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. So like a lot of you, our business is growing quickly. I mean, matter of fact, since the beginning of the year, we have added between coaches and salespeople over 50 people. And one of the constant challenges we have is, like you, communication. So how do we all keep in contact with each other? We have actually upgraded our entire systems to VTech phones. Now, I personally was very fearful of getting into the whole, you know, figuring out what phone system to use. And I was very tempted to even do what a lot of you are probably doing, just say, well, the heck would I? I'm just going to go with the cell phone and use that for. everything but unfortunately, cell phones have a lot of limited use, the dropped calls, the receptions, the audio quality, all that good stuff. That's the reason that we are looking for a really great solution, and we went with VTech phones. And now the wonderful thing about VTech phones, and I'm going to give you guys some more specific, specific information about that now, is that they're just so easy to use. They're just plug and play. You don't need an IT guy. You don't need to call out you know, your phone guy. It's simple. It's an elegant solution that all of you need to seriously consider, whether it's just you and an assistant, or it's you and your your team, or frankly, the VTech four-line small business phone system might even be perfect if you are working out of your house and use it as your home phone. VTech's new four-line small business phone system is the perfect solution for small business owners that need to install a phone system that has the qualities and features that they have previously only been available for companies with bigger budgets. The new system is the most affordable and easy-to-install four-line system on the market. The four-line small business phone system components include the main console and the optional expandable cordless desk sets, cordless accessory handsets, cordless headsets, and speaker phones, allowing the system to grow alongside a business up to 10 The VTech four-line small business phone system components are available in stores and online at Office Depot, OfficeMax, and Staples, as well as online at VTechPhones.com.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com.